podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Frank Finale. This is Klaus Lundekvam. I'm Matt Letizia. Dean Hammond here. And you're listening to In That Number. Here is Letizia. Find me on Twitter at Mush. And me, Ray Hunt. You can find me on at RayHunt84. Follow the show on at Number Podcast on Twitter. And on Facebook, Instagram and Telegram on In That Number Podcast. Email us with your thoughts and feelings on InThatNumberPodcast at gmail.com. And if you like what you hear, consider sharing your support by visiting buymeacoffee.com forward slash In That Number. Let's march on in. Welcome back to another episode of In That Number. This is episode number 201. Uh, it's a new season, a new era under Russell Martin, and the new championship season is off and running, starting with a dominant performance, and we take away all three points. The perfect start. Uh, today, we will go over that opening game of the season at Hillsborough. We also have the trip to Gillingham and our return home to St. Mary's as we prepare to face Norwich City. Uh, joining me this week, we have the Moscow Mush, Kevin Milverton. Kevin, how are you this week? Um, I'm all right. I'm not bad. Yourself? Uh, yeah, I'm glad to have the football back. You know, any any form of football. I've just been there. Uh, uh, you know, Saturdays, no game on for Saints, obviously, because they played on uh, on Friday night. So Saturday was taken up just watching the uh, the football league show and just uh, getting in all the goals, just trying to lap up as much football as I possibly can. So it's, it's good to have it back. I mean, I'll probably be watching the uh, Community Shield as well on Sunday afternoon. So, yeah, it's good. Wow. You really do have withdrawal symptoms. I think it's just come <laughs> about the same time, about the right time for me. Uh, take a bit of time off, get a bit warmed up with the pre-season and then yeah, straight in uh, or about what, a week or two earlier than the Premier League now. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's the Premier League next week, isn't it? Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Get those fantasy football teams in. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I'll do that today. Excellent. Um, so the game then, what did you make of the game? It was really, really exciting. Yeah, I was, I was definitely looking forward to it. Um, wasn't working on Friday evening, so I managed to catch, catch all of it, catch the build-up and everything. And I think it uh, met expectations, didn't it? It was, uh, it was a rather good game. Well, in terms of, in terms of points, then yeah. <laughs> and a win and all that and uh, the prediction that I uh, got right yeah oh yeah <laughs> it was, bit of um, excitement yeah um, I still think there's a there's a little bit more to come well I'm, ho- I'm hoping there's more to come from this team anyway definitely um, if anyone is interested in joining in our, on our discord then uh, just get in touch just send us a message email uh, Facebook Instagram whatever I and mean, you can join in with our like game discussions our predictions league 
uh, fantasy Premier League and stuff like that. It's all good fun, completely free to enter. So if you want to join us, then uh, get in touch and, and we'll get you in. Um, and also a reminder, if you are enjoying the show and you want to show your support, um, you can visit buymeacoffee.com forward slash in that number. A tiny donation goes a long way for us. And I, and I want to say a big thank you to Charles Edmonds, who, who donated this week. It, it means a lot. So, yeah, big shout out to, to Charles Edmonds, who bought us a pint for our uh, 200th episode. So, uh, ah, touch up. Yeah. So uh, thank you very much for that. Yes. Uh, Kevin, we have to kick off, as we usually do, with the uh, ITN news. So uh, let's do it. Kick it. This is ITN in that number news. Mohamed Salisu, Kev, has departed from Monaco after three years at Saints uh, in a deal around £17 million. Pounds. Um, he, says, he said after three wonderful years at Southampton, it comes to an end. I want to take the moment to thank the club and the board, uh, to the coaches and my teammates and, of course, the Saints fans. It's been a pleasure and an honour to play for this club. Today I say goodbye to Southampton and to the club that gave me the amazing opportunity to play in England. I take with me many memories, lessons and great moments that I remember forever. Thank you for the experience of being a member of your big family. I wish all, wish the club all the best in the future. Thank you with all my heart. Once a saint, always a saint. So yeah. long, Scorpion. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a good move for him, isn't it? But we knew he, he you know, he, he he values himself. I mean, he's a good player. He, he probably is a Premier League player. Let's face it, on his day. Um, <laughs> I just I, I just don't like the attitude that he had towards the end of last season, saying that uh, yeah. you know, he's kind of down tools, didn't he? And you, and you, you can't play a player like that who's not winning to give his all for the club. It doesn't really want to be here. So yeah, yeah he had, but it's an excellent deal for us. I mean, I've heard anything between fifteen and twenty million euros. So yeah, yeah I wasn't expecting that much for him. So yeah, it's a bloody good deal. Yeah, uh, happy all round then. Really, you know, you don't get the money for him. Move on. I um, still think we're short in that area, especially with um, Duya Chaletsar as well, going to Lyon uh, on loan for the season. And as I understand, it's a season-long loan with a, with an option to buy. Uh, and that deal is believed to be in the, in the region of 1.5 million euros, uh, which will be increased to um, around 5.6 million euros uh, if the option to buy is triggered. So, yeah, fair enough. Really, I don't expect to see him back at Southampton either. No, I think it's just about recoup our costs on him. Yeah. That's fine. We didn't really, he didn't really have a, a, a lot of games for us, really, did he, when you think about it? No, no. And I'm, I'm expecting um, Armel Belakot chapter probably comes well. Yeah, that's a good point. So Interesting him. So we're going to be quite um, thin right. in the centre, aren't we? Yeah, definitely. We definitely need to need a couple, don't we, really? But We need Lianco this day as well. <laughs> yeah, we don't know yet. We don't know what's going on with Lianco. So. Yes, yeah, it's a weird one. Yeah, yeah. Um, Suleimana, just want to talk about Suleimana quickly, that he was out uh, of the Wednesday game. And uh, I was concerned, really, when I saw that he wasn't in the team. But, you know, there's, there's always that genuine concern when a player has been linked with a move away and he isn't included because of, like, a, a phantom injury. Uh, then you, you just know it's the end. But Russell Martin has said that he he is genuinely injured. And he, I'll quote him accurately now, actually. He says, uh, Camel Dean's injured, genuinely. He's good. He's been smiling. He has good energy. I really like him uh, from what I've seen. I've not seen him on the training pitch very much, unfortunately. He went away with Ghana in the summer, played a bit of football, so came back a little bit later, and he's picked up a small injury. It's not a major one, but, uh, but it would be madness to rush him for the first game and compromise everything else. 
He's a young man with huge potential and hopefully he'll be involved very soon. He's probably a week or two behind the others in terms of what the injury is. So that's something, right? That's 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 good news. If you're, I mean, I genuinely believe what Russell Martin's saying there. Yeah. Okay. No, I suppose we'll we'll find out sooner or later, won't we? Of course, that doesn't mean that he's not going to move away. But you know, it's um for now, there's there's nothing concrete about him moving away. There's no bids that's gone in for him that we know of. Um, so it is just a just a knock. And then you know, two or three weeks, he, he could be back involved again. Yeah, and especially if, I mean, if Teller finally does go to Burnley, then I would definitely need him. I don't think they're going to sell him now. <laughs> I don't know. I don't well, know, man. I still don't know, yeah. It's... Just added a few million to his uh, price tag. Yeah, it? just push him out a bit, yeah. Well, it was only an assist at the end of the day, so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... Okay, we'll definitely argue about this um, in a few minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, one player that, that is on the move is, uh, is Tino, Tino Livramento. Uh, the deal has been agreed between Saints and Newcastle. Uh, a fee in the region of 35 million with add-ons up to 5 million. Uh, Chelsea get a, you know, get, get a portion because of their sell-on clause, but considering it only cost us 5 million, you look at that on the outside, it's great business for Saints, but we are losing a great player and one that has left me feeling a little sad. But also you can't deny a young lad that wants to play in the Premier League and and the Champions League, and it's a great move for him. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's a massive promotion for him. So, and he he hasn't his attitude didn't stink at all because he still no. he, he still carried on in through three season, and he just looked like he wanted to be involved still, which is great. So that that is, I'm just sad because we're losing a great player. Yeah, and I don't think we really ever saw him get fully into gear and have uh, an entire season to himself at right back. And this could have been his season. And for us to profit, what, 20 million quid off of him? Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't know whether it's worth it. But, yeah, we can't begrudge him a move. We can't begrudge him a move, even if it is to Schreier FC. <laughs> um, do, do you think this is more important now that we keep Kyle Walker-Peters or that we really, really do try and tempt him to stay? Because... I think we have to. We've fucked otherwise. We've got James Bree and uh, Ryan Madding full-backs with... No real cover with uh, Perot injured. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, I just think we need to keep hold of um, Kyle Walker-Peters or we need to try and persuade him to stay because uh, we are going to be very thin. And it's all all this talk about the outgoings, but we haven't heard anything of incomings. We do need to start replacing the centre-backs and full-backs because we are going to be very, very thin. I don't like that. Yeah, this is the problem, isn't it? I mean, we're holding out for the price that uh, we think these players deserve and if we do get that in the last week of the transfer window we're not going to have a chance to find a replacement no and i hope that uh i hope the, the club is is actually questioned on their transfer policies i know because it, it, i know the club's big it, it's a bloated squad that we we know this has been like that for a while it's a problem that ruben sayers had um but they, they are starting to thin out and it's not so much the you know, that the wingers, the midfielders that we've got plenty of. Um, but, you know, now we're getting rid of the, the you know, these uh, players that we need, that we need to replace. And I'm just worried that they won't won't replace them. Anyway, moving on. Jack Stevens. Yeah, signed his new, a new deal, new two-year deal uh, to extend his already 12-year stay. That That's great news because, you know, I did think that he'd want to stay at Bournemouth considering, you know, the you know, Premier League and all that. Um, and they seemed to like him. He seemed to like them. It seemed like a good fit for him or for them both. 
Uh, but but Russell Martin really wanted him to stay, and, and the, the clubs rewarded him. And, and I think, Kevin, he, he, he's going to be very, very important this season ahead, considering, as we've just said, all the players that are moving out now, you know, two centre-backs gone this week with potentially two more moving on before the, the, the window slams. He's also said that he, he would like him to be captain, and he would be captain if Prousey isn't playing. So, um, yeah, our new captain. Because <laughs> uh, Prousey's, right, Prousey's yeah. gone. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a good fit for, for, for everyone. I'm glad he stayed. Yeah, Jack Fucking Stevens, the Cornish Maldini. Squad numbers, Kevin. There's, um, there's, they've been announced. <laughs> yes. Did you, did you not see Lianko's reaction on Twitter? I think no. The first he heard of um, him, his number four being taken away from him was on social media, and he reacted everywhere with a kind of crying emoji. Where's my number four gone? Oh, it wasn't his choice. <laughs> no, I think that was the first he heard of it. I wonder why that is then. I mean, maybe it was done because they uh, they saw him going off and having a replacement centre-back taking the number four. Well, that's, this is what I'm hoping for, because I, I just assumed it was it was Lianco's choice. I don't know. I mean, I, I knew that was one of the ones that was going and I thought, well, why would he give up the number four and move to 25? That's it, It's an odd one. Yeah. So the number four is vacant. And I, I just thought maybe he has um, a special bond with the number 25. But then I thought, well, number 25 has been vacant for a bloody long time. You have to go back to 2019. And the last person to wear that was Paolo Gatzeniger. Um, so that was long before Lianco arrived. So I thought if Lianco really wanted that number 25, you could have had it when he signed. So that that was what I was thinking. But I, I didn't see the, the tweets, I have to admit. Yeah, no, it was quite embarrassing. Oh, shocking. Oh. But yeah, Ryan Manning is going to wear the number three, which was vacated by Ainsley, Maitland, Niles. Uh, Shea Charles takes the number 24. Yeah, Jack Stevens takes his number five. Again, uh, Nathan Teller takes number 11. Smallbone, 16, uh, which was vacant. 11 was last worn by Redmond, by the way. Oh, actually, no, it was by Orsich. <laughs> uh, but Redmond before that. But yeah, uh, Alcarez has taken Salisu's 22, moving from 26. I don't see the point in that, but again, he must have a, a reason for it. Uh, Sam Amoyar has handed the numbers 27. Uh, Jaden Megamus, the number 29, uh, Cammy Doyle, 32, and Don Ballard, 34. But yeah, the number four to 25 for Leanko is, uh, I think that just goes to show that, yeah, he's he's definitely going to be leaving, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, it's a bit of a non-news thing, isn't it? All they've announced the squad numbers, but there are a few telling things. Like um, 16 for Smallbine shows that he's going to be an integral part of the the, the midfield taking over from Ward Prowse's old uh, shirt number. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he had number 20 last time he was here before he went on loan. Small loan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, there we are. Um, Kevin, we've got yet another set piece coach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is it a case of too many cooks? I don't know. I don't know who was there at the moment. Um, but we've got Andreas Georgsen and he's joined from Malmo. Uh, previously worked for Arsenal and Brentford during their promotional season. So uh I just hope he wasn't on, in charge of set pieces at Hillsborough because, yeah, again, we've conceded another one. Somebody avoids him. Yeah. Um, but Jason Wilcox said that Andreas has an excellent understanding of the game model we're building here in which set pieces play an important role. He is an expert in what he does and truly eats, sleeps and breathes set pieces, adding another string to our bow within the backroom staff supporting Russell and the team. So let's hope that we don't concede another set piece for the rest of the season. And yes, I'm including penalties. 
Just imagine him like launching his breakfast from the corner of the room. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he sleeps and he shuts up. <laughs> um, transfer news then. Um, the only incoming news that I'm interested in at the moment, uh, it, it, or the one that's seems to have a little bit more traction than anything else is the goalkeeping situation. Uh, former Borough keeper Joe Lumley, uh, he's 28, uh, could be signing. Looks like it's going to be done. I mean, he spent last season on loan at Championship side Reading, who got relegated, <laughs> um, conceded 57 goals in 41 appearances, uh, but had seven clean sheets. So, uh, yeah, I'm not quite sure about this. On paper, it's yeah. not good. But, yeah. I've seen the reaction to it. I mean, some of the fans of Borough and Reading and I can't remember one of the other clubs that you played at. I haven't seen anyone with a good thing to say about him. Oh, Jesus, really? Would you like to share some of this? Some of the fans were saying that uh, he looked like he'd been paying bribes to try and stay in the team. He was that bad. Oh, Jesus. Oh, no. He's he's not the solution to our problems. Uh, he doesn't have experience in the Premier League or a good championship side. Yeah, if we were hoping that we were going to sign a replacement for Bazuno or Maka, uh, this is not it. Uh, just a solid number three, then, I guess. But yeah, he, he's a free the, transfer. So. The kind, I think he's the kind of solid number three that is so solid that if Zunu and McCarthy were at any point simultaneously injured, we'd be looking for an emergency goalkeeper. Great. This is great news. Just bring back Matthias Liss from his loan spell. Let's just <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all right against this. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness me. Okay. Um, have you got any more news, Kevin? Uh, no, that's it. I, yeah, I haven't really been seeing many of these salacious transfer rooms. It's all been uh, quite eerily quiet. Outgoings, that's all it is. That's all, all that the club's interested in at the moment, just tr- trimming down the squad before they bring players in. But yeah. You know what? I mean, if um, if ABK and Slavia leave, that's going to have to be it, unless we can somehow offload on a match. Yeah, only actually has got to go, hasn't he? What an absolute stinker of a sign. Well, no. Um, Under-21s then, um, their fixtures have been released for the upcoming Premier League 2 season um, and their final match of the pre-season ended in defeat at Nottingham Forest uh, on Wednesday, uh, a very narrow 1-0 defeat. Uh, But the league kicks off on Sunday the 13th of August uh, and we head to Newcastle for a 12.30 kickoff. And the women's uh, two pre-season games have been announced, two home games actually, uh, Billericay Town on Sunday the 6th uh, Snow Stadium, 2 p.m. kickoff, uh, and finally ending the preseason at St Mary's against Hashtag United uh, on mm. Sunday, the 13th of August, uh, 2 p.m. kickoff. Um, and the under 20, the under 18s, sorry, they've uh, they've announced their fixtures for the uh, under 18 Premier League, and they kick off the campaign with a trip to Crystal Palace on Sunday, the 12th of August. Um, right then, Kevin, let's um let's talk about Wednesday, uh, Sheffield Wednesday from. Friday night at Hillsborough. This is it, Kev. The season's begun. We're finally here. Uh, begun perfectly with a dominant 2-1 win over Sheffield Wednesday. Um, the first league meeting between the sides since 2010-11, uh, and that was Nigel Adkins' first winner's manager as well. So, mm. And that was a season where we did the double over Wednesday and were promoted runners-up. So, spooky, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Take the positives. Yeah. Um, it was also Saints' first win on an opening day uh, in nine seasons. So they drawn mm. four, lost five. Um, yeah. And that was a one nil win over West Brom in 2013. Lambert um, Pennon. Yeah. Uh, and we've lost, lost the last four, of course. But um, 
Yeah, I, I don't know. Dominant in possession, Kev, but not really testing them out too much. And <laughs> Adam Armstrong apparently scoring without even taking a shot. Getting in the way of Nathan Teller beauty. Uh, only for that consistent concession of yet another set-piece goal. Lee Gregory grabbing that after 54 minutes. And then we left it late. I think it was a bit concerning, but uh, substitute Jay Adams to the rescue. 87 minutes to give us the dream start. Uh, and we climbed to the top of the table. I do believe we've slipped down to fourth now. Um, but yes, it's a great start. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and you were quite buoyed by that start. As you said, it was a entertaining game. Uh, the 11, then. Martin's first 11. Bazunu, Kyle Walker-Peters, Ryan Manning at fullbacks. Centre-back pairing of Bednarik and Stevens. Uh, well, I say centre-backs and full-backs. They were playing more midfield, weren't they? Because we didn't really have any, a defence. We didn't really need one. <laughs> Um, Will Smallbone, James Will-Prowse and Car- uh, Carlos Alcaraz in the middle with Teller, Adozi and Armstrong in the more advanced row. So it looked like a 4-3-3. No room for Che Adams and Romeo Lavia misses out also. Thoughts on that 11 then, Kevin, and, and the omission of Che and Lavia? Um, uh, Lavia is an easy one. Uh, we're wrapping them up in Cotton Wool so we can sell them to the highest bidder. You don't want to risk uh, an injury at this point, knowing the, the big money that we're expecting from something close to the 50 million I'm, I'm sure that's going to happen uh, over the coming days and is that the way you see it just wrapping him up in cotton wool so he doesn't get injured or is it just a case of yeah. let's see what we've got life without lavia and see what Smallbone can do um no because you've got to play to your strengths you've got to feel just the strongest players that you've got and um you know are we going to field a team without world press just because that's where we're going to spend the rest of the season, possibly. Um, yeah, same for, for Teller or KWP. No, no. If, you know, if they're fit, they're going to play. But Lavia, I think that deal is like, obviously a bit closer to being done than uh, we, we know publicly. And as for Armstrong and Adams, I think it's a toss-up, isn't it? If you're playing a 4-3-3 like that, uh, Teller and Adozi playing very wide uh, up the pitch, Um I think, obviously, he chose Armstrong just based on what we've seen in him. Uh, he's been quite good in pre-season, so yeah, why not? Uh, you've got Shea on there as a, a super sub. It definitely worked out. Yeah, that worked. Yeah. Uh, Martin revealed post-match that it was it was a hard decision in, in picking one. Mm. Um, actually, I'll quote him now because I've got an interview right here. He said, it was the hardest decision in the team picking which one to play. I think there is a way we can play both on the pitch, but not tonight. Um, does that mean that Adam Armstrong slips over to the left in place of a dozy, or does that mean that they play two up top with a four-two-two-two? Um, I don't know. He, he's happy. He says he's happy with the forwards unless one leaves, then we will replace them. Um, and he did reveal that they have turned down a bid for Che in the um, in the early window as well, which I didn't know about. Um, and I know I, Bournemouth. I don't know. I don't know who it was, but I, I know I've asked yeah. you this, and I, I asked you this last week actually. If you expect Che uh, to still be here when the window shuts, but hearing all this now and the fact that he didn't start, uh, and we had Alfie House predicting that he'll move on, does your chance, does your stance change at all? No, no, I think I think I think that's it. You know, we've got um, if we're not bringing in anybody else, um, Armstrong and Che. I mean, at the moment. Um, happy with that to be honest it's a championship strike force i think isn't it yeah yeah definitely i'm quite happy with it and i would like to see both of them play um, and get the opportunities to score 
Um, but I don't know if he is going to be playing. But he says that they can play both of them, but just not not tonight. I mean, yeah, it was just um, promising because it shows that he's willing to vary the formation um, depending on the opposition, which is uh, yeah, what definitely needs to happen. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I mean, he did get the important winner as well, of course. But I mean, hopefully Martin knows how important his goals are going to be this season um, because they weren't exactly easy to come by last year, were they? So. Yeah, so uh, true to the Russell Martin model then. Plenty of slow tempo possession, uh, clearly evident from the off. I mean, Wednesday were camped in their half and Saints were pushing up high, very high. Yeah, very high indeed. And I, I, I didn't quite realise how high until you sent me this this image of the, the average positions. Mm. Uh, Jack Stevens and Jan Bednarek, average position, were like just, just beneath the halfway line, which... It's crazy. Uh, Manning and Walker-Peters were basically midfielders. Uh, it, not even that wide either. Their average position was more infield, so it looked like they were playing centre midfield. I mean, the number of times they crossed the goal line, it just blew my mind. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and it, it was clear that that's how we are going to play. And I, but I, mean, I mean, no disrespect to Sheffield Wednesday here at all, but maybe against the league's bigger hitters, then it's going to be a little bit more of a conservative approach albeit dominating possession and pressing up high, but maybe just leaving a few more back just in case that if you've got like a pacey winger that can cause problems, like, I mean, I know that Norwich have got quite a few, um, so mm. we might have to look out for them, but then then maybe he'll, he'll change that approach. But yeah, just um, uh, a lot of the ball, a lot of slow tempo uh, and a lot of high pressing and <laughs> average positions. Yeah, in- incredible. Yeah, I mean, I can see where we're going to get caught out um, quite a lot this season playing that high I mean uh, Sheffield Wednesday aren't the, the paces of teams but like you said uh, what it would take is a, a pacey winger and uh, they can get straight in behind our defence and, and that's it yeah and Tim said last week that the average age of that Sheffield Wednesday team was the most in the in league one last year I'm not sure what it is in the championship this year but yeah they're not they're not the youngest of sides and they're not going to run you around against a team of Saints players that are very young so it might have just been a one-off. <laughs> Wednesday did have an attack of note, actually, right at the start. Uh, but Saints had four blocks in that attack. And then that was when uh, Bannon Scrappy actually placed it over the bar. But, yeah, that was um, that was quite shocking, actually. And well, that was from us getting caught on the break again and not being able to clear the ball for mm. that money. It's going to happen a few times this season if they keep playing that high. Yeah, but um, I thought it was going to be brown trousers time. that we are going to be looking at a rugby score line. But, uh, yeah together for that, after that um but yes uh, eight minutes adam armstrong wow <laughs> adam armstrong. I, I didn't i didn't even see it as adam armstrong's well no it's officially armstrong's goal whether you like it or not it goes down as an armstrong goal but that was all nathan teller wasn't it and i was discussing this that you know if if armstrong hadn't have touched that and then dawson would have probably saved it right is that is that what they're thinking the, the dubious goals panel or that it was um, that it wasn't on target. That's the thing; it was on target. And if it had hit, if it had hit a Wednesday defender, that wouldn't have been given as an own goal. That would have been given as Tellers. It That's would only been, yeah, exactly. It would only have been given a Teller goal if the ball was going off target and the defender actually changed the direction of the ball into the net. Adam Armstrong did change the direction, but it was still on target. So I, I have no, I didn't even realise it hit him. Until the, yeah. they said on commentary that um, it's actually going down as an Adam Armstrong guy, and they showed it showed it a couple more times. Thought, oh, one, yeah, the replay that came about you know, five minutes later. Yeah, and everyone 
went straight to Teller, didn't they? So no yeah, one went yeah. to Armstrong. I don't, I don't even think Armstrong knew. I know um, he must have felt yeah. It's, it's the way Armstrong. It's the only way that Adam Armstrong can score, isn't it? It's, uh, it's nicking yeah. up somebody else's. But yeah, very very good hit from Teller and uh, amazing I, from KWP to hold the ball up and lay it off. Yeah, that's brilliant. And I, I just had the urge to go onto Twitter and uh, put you know tag Burnley fans in it and saying, yeah, he looks really really pissed off to be here. Free Nathan Teller, fuck. Referees, Kev. I'm, I'm going to talk about them for a bit because they're clamping down on time wasting and. Mm. Adam Armstrong got in the book early for, for clearing the ball and then instantly Lee Gregory goes and gets in the book for kicking the ball out of place right yes. after that. It's like, what, what? did you not just see what happened? But there you go. Um, these are all part of the, you know, clamping down on these new rules and um, time wasting. You know, uh, Dawson, the goalkeeper, uh, booked for time wasting. No warning, just punished for it, which is brilliant because how often do we see that? Um, especially when you're actually there, you, you, it feels a whole lot worse. You're just screaming at the, the keeper to kick the fucking thing, and, um, <laughs> and and they don't. But yeah, got punished straight away. No, the referee didn't go over to him and you know, point his finger at him and say that you do that again. That's it. I'm going to give you a yellow card. Warning straight away, which was um, which was nice. Uh, and we also saw a Wednesday coach uh, got a booking for standing in the technical area with Cisco because um, only one coach is allowed in at one time. Is this um, just a championship thing, or is it going to be in the Premier League too? Um, I think it's going to be in the Premier League as well. And these World Cup is going to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the, you know, the World Cup model for adding on time, uh, that's evident as well. We're going to get a lot of 100 minute games, aren't we? Um, yeah. Six, I mean, six minutes in the first half. <laughs> yeah. Nine in the second. It's not mm. as if there were any real stoppages. Uh, yeah, this is going to, it's, it's like a, it's like an extra time, isn't it? You've got an extra 15 minutes. Yeah, there's a lot. I, I mean, are they going to be consistent with this, do you think? Or players just going to be getting getting on with things and just be, you know, adjusting to it themselves. No, I think they're finally doing it properly. You know, the fourth official or sorry, maybe there's a fifth official with a fucking stopwatch who's every time the ball goes out of play, hits it and then they, they add up, round it up to the minute to stop time wasting, that sort of thing. I wish they would just stop the clock. When the ball goes out of play, they stop, do. stop the note. I wish the game clock would stop. So the TV yeah, and... Know, well, like in American football. No, in every Hockey. other sport. No, in every other sport, Kev. You name a, a sport that doesn't do that, apart from football. football. Oh, shut up. I'm talking about proper sports. <laughs> that is a proper sport. You just <laughs> offended all of our Irish listeners. <laughs> I meant uh, a, a well-known one. But you know what I mean. It's like it happens in every sport. Uh, rugby. I, I wouldn't like to see it in football. Why not? I, I mean, that, that now now when um, I saw as well... Uh, on the scoreboard at Hillsborough, when it went to 90 minutes, the clock stops, doesn't it? And, the, the, you know, the fourth official puts his, uh, his two minutes, three minutes, whatever, or nine minutes as it was yesterday. He puts that up and um, you don't know how many. I mean, you, you see the fans with their own stopwatches at that point counting down the minutes. But I thought, I thought that the now um, they're the showing it. Showing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now they're but doing you... that as well, which is good. But why can't they just stop the ball? The ball goes out of place. Stop the clock. Ah. I no, don't understand you... it. You play 90 minutes then, you, don't you? You'd be denied you'd be denied the 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 beautiful headline where we get a last minute goal and it's 90 plus eight or whatever it is or 90 plus 12 do, Ked, you know goal. you know as well as i do that we're always on the receiving end of that um well, it's a new era right it's early days yeah <laughs> i loved how the stadium announcer as well he announced that the attendance uh being the highest in the football league this season <laughs> classy yeah <laughs> But yeah, but who knows? A, yeah, maybe it's going to be Martin time. They're going to call it. Oh, fucking hell, we've got Martin time. <laughs> but 
but yeah, 77% possession at the break, um, 11 total shots, dominated, but should have killed the game off in that first half. Plenty of the ball, but not doing anything of note, really. And you just knew at halftime that, that we were going to need a second goal. Yeah, we needed one um, to, 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 to use a cliche to put the, the game to bed. Uh, we def- definitely needed that. Uh, but I, I wouldn't say we were completely out of chances. I mean, Alcaraz and, and Teller and Armstrong all had a, a decent crack from outside the area. Yeah, this is the thing, though, Kev. Whenever we were trying to create a chance, it was that we got to that position and then it went back and then we had to make do with shots outside the box. And I, I just worry that, I mean, I mentioned it in the preview to the season that we're going to see a lot of the ball against a lot of these teams. It's just whether we can do something with it. And I was worried because only 1-0 and it took a shot, a brilliant shot, to, to break that. The only th- but yeah. I think I've got an, uh, a solution to that problem because I was getting frustrated that we were getting uh, getting the ball forward very quickly and nicely and getting um, shots and crosses into the box and uh, just that there was nobody there to really receive them and get on the end of it. And I think the problem there is is, is Adam Armstrong. He's just he's not lazy enough. He just tries to work too hard and he doesn't chase so much better at making those little little runs in, in the area about f- finding the space and creating something. He was on the end of a lot more than Armstrong was. And I think he's our strongest striker, if I'm perfectly yeah. honest. Yeah, uh, uh, Jay Adams is, is a, is a centre-forward, isn't he? He's a man that plays through the centre. But Adam Armstrong, yeah, like you say, he, he needs to be a little bit lazier because he does like to drift and and run back and, 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 and do all that. So, which is why he should be playing white. Like if you're playing that four, three, three, putting Adam Armstrong on that, uh, on that wide left in a, a dozy position yesterday. Um, I think you get the best out of him that way. Yeah, possibly. But then, you know, we need an Adozi. You need someone that's going to be able to get the ball and run with it and, and cause the um, defenders problems. You need, you need a Stuart Armstrong. That's what you need. Well, Adozi yeah, was, was absolutely wonderful yesterday. Mm. And, uh, he was busy. Kept on the ball a lot, but it just again, there's no end product with him, is there? He's just a bit well, like he's, he's made of papier mâché. Is it, is he any different to Musa Gineppo at this point? He's a lot more a lot more skilled, a lot more refined, and um, he was generating a lot of free kicks. Uh, yes, he was drawing he was the fouls. Like, yeah, he was. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, I love I love watching him play, and I lo- I want to see so much more of Sam Adozi, but I just think I, I, he does need to work on that end bit. The end product, doesn't he? I know it's a cliche for him, but he does. There's just nothing at the end of it. There's so many times that he was running. He seems to, doesn't seem to run out of energy, and he just runs it off the pitch. It's just like, <laughs> you need more pitch there, Sam. Yeah, but, you know, a number of times he'd, um, yeah, he'd run it almost to the line and cut it back in. And um, there was just no one there. And Adam, Adam Armstrong was on the halfway line. Adam, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, we did, uh, we did get a, well, I say we. Sheffield Wednesday did get the equaliser. Uh, 54 minutes. No surprises here. Kevin, a set piece. Didn't deal with the header. Um, and it's headed back into the centre of the box. And Gregory's got it on a plate. Yeah, completely unmarked. Literally on a plate. Literally. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> some crockery there. Just from the, the Hillsborough corporate boxes just thrown onto the. Um, yeah, I mean, we are quite a, a short side. Uh, yeah, we miss we miss Yannick Vestergaard, don't we? And uh, Paul Anuachu, <laughs> just get him in there for set pieces. Small bun beaten at the far post. Yeah, quite a, a weak player to be um, 
Martin, their, he's their centre back, isn't he? Yeah, Dominic Iorfa. Yeah, he was. He's a big, big unit, isn't he? Yeah, and didn't stand a chance. Um, you know, just just lets him head it down. Mm, it's that second ball, isn't it? What are you going to do with that? Like right in the middle of the box, and there's no one there. Mm. Yeah, no one at the near post to to boot it away off the line. No, nope. sad. Um, I'm just sat there shaking my head thinking that this is such an injustice. And I thought if we come away, I mean, at the start of the game, a lot of people were saying that, you know, it's the first game of the season. A draw would be wouldn't be such a bad result. Um, but that that one one would have been awful. I don't there's no way we deserve to, to draw that game. It would. Yeah. Almost a thousand passes. Yeah. This is it. What are you going to do with it? You're all very well having those passes in possession. But if you can't score score with it then the stat is meaningless it doesn't matter um but we did go back into the game on the 87th minute they left it late um easy finish really all made by the run and the assist uh, from Prousey uh, that wouldn't have happened without him but yeah Che does it against Wednesday which is nice because I mean obviously he played for United and this, this meant a lot to him and his celebration said that and cup in the years yeah yeah, yeah but positive that the blades would have enjoyed that they would have absolutely loved it yeah and just turning the turning the crowd toxic so there's no chance of them getting equalized fantastic no and Great, that's which it has and that's the good thing about it though as soon as that goal went in i thought yeah two and we deserve the three points brilliant and as soon as they put nine minutes added on i was never i, I i'm always nervous when they add on the time if we're winning because you know that what Saints do. But this game, it was one of the rare occasions where I thought, I don't even care if they get five corners in a row. Saints are not going to draw this game. They're going to win this game. Yeah, they're gonna, the, I, when, when's they going to have the ball for about 30 seconds of those nine minutes? So yeah. what are you worried about? Exactly. Not worried at all from that. I moment. wasn't even worried that after the equaliser went in because we could feel the pressure coming and those the substitutions definitely made a difference. Armstrong coming on, Adams coming on, just... Well, Adam certainly, yeah. Yeah, no, I like to tune. Aribo came on as well, but yeah, a little bit too late for him to do oh, anything. Just, but yeah, um, just a bit of, bit of <laughs> I, I, yeah, I wasn't. Yeah, when we as soon as we considered that that the, the equaliser, I thought it was going to be one-one at that point. I didn't. I just thought it was going to be a lot of um, a lot of passing backwards, forwards, going forwards, uh, a lot of free kicks, a lot of running to the byline, uh, and uh, no end that, product. No, I, I thought the goal that that goal was coming. The winner was coming. I felt it coming. Okay, I didn't. I didn't. I mean, <laughs> as soon as the second one went in, I thought, yeah, we've got this now. I, I can't. I can't see Wednesday winning this game. But yeah, um, some individual players then, Kev. I just want to go, go through quickly. Uh, Jack Stevens. How did you think he did on on his return? Superb. Yeah, it's good. Nice to see him. And uh, Ryan Manning debut. Um, I thought he looked very good. And he saw. Yeah, I like what I saw. Yeah, uh, more touches in the first half than anyone, and he ended it uh, second most passes on, on, on well, than, than, than the 22. Uh, so yeah, I thought Ryan Manning was great. Um, I was really, really impressed with Will Smallbone as well. Um, he looked so comfortable, uh, and again, yeah, taking the place of Lavia as well. I thought he slotted in nicely. I mean, you mentioned uh, Adozi. You said he had. You thought he looked really good. How, how about Nathan Teller on the other side? How did you feel about about Nathan Teller? It's great in the first half, but you sort of run out of energy a bit towards the end of the second half. Yeah, yeah, I mean... I'm surprised he played the whole 90. Yeah, possibly. I mean, Adozi came off, didn't he? But uh, I think if we are going to find ways to score, then it's going to have to come from the likes of Adozi and Teller. Adozi isn't quite the finished package. I said he he does need to develop that, that end game, but... 
Teller definitely has that now. So I think those those players are key. Uh, and Dozy's going to get more and more. This is going to be a key season for Sam and Dozy, I think. So I, I really do like Teller and Dozy on those flanks there. But of course, yeah. them playing out there, that means that people like Stuart Armstrong miss out. And you just feel that Stuart Armstrong's going to be a... Suleimana. And Suleimana, yeah. He's, he's going to be like a more sub sub player, Stuart Armstrong. Hey, hey, there's a lot of games and it's going to be against varying opposition. So, you know against some some of the weaker sides. We're going to need a lot of rotation. So I think we'll see see all of them over the course of the season. OK. And uh, Che Adams, you said that, yeah, he, uh, he came he on. He starts made, against Norwich, in my opinion. Made a difference and stuff. Yeah, yeah, probably. I think you're probably right. Um, Is there anybody else that, that you know, tickled your balls? <laughs> well, um, yeah, um, for... All the praise that we've heard about all this tiki taka short passing and um, you know moving it around in circles and triangles, uh, Manning half string together a 30 40 yard pass, can't he? Yeah, I think he's going to be great. I think he's going to be a really really good addition to this team. I have a feeling he's going to be one of the most underrated players as well, because I mean the season that he had last year, he was uh, one of the best, if not the best, left back in the championship. Um, and when we had Alfie House on, he said that he. He could he could have gone to a Premier League side. Uh, I just have a feeling he's being overlooked. We managed to get this guy on a free. He could be very very key. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite happy for him to fly in under the radar and just you know be a consistently decent player. He's not a big name. Um, he's not going to go after City for for fifty sixty million. Um, yeah, I think we we can keep hold of them in the Championship or in the Premier League. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting when Roman Perry comes back. If he doesn't leave in the, in the window, then what happens with that left-back position? Um, oh, that's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah stats. Have you got any stats, Kevin? How many passes was it in the end? Was it 900 and something? It was just short of 1,000, wasn't it? Uh, I think so. And I've got the touches were down at uh, 1,148 touches. Fucking um, hell. Uh, and Wednesday had 383. So mm. absolutely ridiculous totally dominant with the ball um, yeah 987 passes and uh, 930 completed so it's 94 percent pass success yeah but that's because they're only going two yards <laughs> yeah pretty much but i mean i don't know about no you. long balls um, no long balls <laughs> you look yeah, at the long ball stats part of the plan i mean when uh, it was nathan jones or ruben salas in charge and we just saw them just passing it back passing it back to the keeper and so on um, it was frustrating. Here we kind of see it as part of the plan. Like, OK, yeah, they're going to build something here. Well, <laughs> I like to think that. <laughs> I like to think there's an end game to it. Like, not just passing it for the sake of passing it, but actually trying to put the ball in the net would be nice, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I remember we were getting that forward a lot, a lot more than we were last, last season. God, I'm so um, negative, aren't I? What does it... What does <laughs> it... Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I've just drawn a line under last season and thought, right, we've got a new manager... A new season, new league against teams that we haven't played in. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's Wednesday we played last season, but yeah. Let's, you know let's I mean. play Rotherham every week. <laughs> yeah, that's what the crowd will be seeing. Yeah. Um, possession, seventy-nine percent uh, to well, seventy-nine point nine to twenty point one. Yeah. These are Man City stats, aren't they? Yeah. Twenty-three shots to their eight. Mhm. Uh, so I didn't get the ones on time. How many? How many of those twenty-three did we get on target? Seven, yeah, you know, five in the first half. Oh, that's, that, that's 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 not great. What's the percentage on that? Seven of twenty-three. Um, under thirty, isn't it? Not great, but um, they only got one on target. 
Yeah, and, and, that, and that was the goal. Yeah, to so say Pizzuno had nothing to do all night. There was one shot that um, I think it was Backinson that had a go from, and it kind of like dipped and looped, and Pizzuno was kind of like he saw it all the way, but then he sort of like dived late, and it was like, oh shit, that could be going in, but then it just drifted off anyway. He had it covered, no problem. But yeah, yeah, to- Pizzuno had nothing to do. So uh, apart from pick the ball out of the net, and that wasn't his fault in the slightest. So yeah, he was a little bit blinded for that one. Yeah, just. Yeah, that's how you like it, really. Um, eight yellow cards in the game, four each. And we had Manning, Adam Armstrong, Teller and Stevens. But that was more to do with the new rules. Well, Adam Armstrong, certainly. Um, I can't remember. the. I know the um, uh, Manning one was a bit cynical, just clipped him away and took a book in for it. Um, I can't remember the Stevens and Teller ones. Top of my head. No. OK. Um, Oh, yeah, okay. I really don't want to seem like a damp squib, but first and foremost, it's a win. Um, and it's the first game. Uh, it's business taken care of as well. And I, I just I just fear, though, if we don't punish the weaker teams whilst we have them on the ropes, then we won't we won't be seeing three points against the stronger teams. You know, there's still a sense of not not being progressive enough for me and faltering in that final third. And just not, it's that. What's that word I'm looking for? Cutting edge, the, the cutting edge. We don't, we don't we don't really have that. And I think that. There's going to be teams like Leicester and, and, and Leeds and, well, I say Middlesbrough, but they ended up losing today. So there's going to be teams that are going to be able to find that and they're going to be able to pump teams five or six nil occasionally. I don't think we have that in us, Kevin. Do you not, do you not see Chile getting a hat-trick? I can't see it. Maybe on maybe on Tuesday. Yeah, I, 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 I just can't see it, of it honestly. I, I just think we need to be punishing. Well, we needed to punish Shetwood Wednesday. I mean, surely a better team than Saints would have, would have thumped them three or four nil last night. As they should have. But you know, I mean, it's a big night under the night under the lights of the season opener. Maybe there was a bit of nerves. Right. We got the job done. Yeah, exactly. That's the main thing. Three points, and we went top of the league, albeit very briefly. But yeah, uh, Kevin, who's your man of the match? Oh fuck! I mean, there's, there's quite a few candidates here. Um, That's always a good thing. Yeah, Dozy really impressed. Uh, Teller with the wonder goal. He had a couple of attempts that he Teller didn't try and, score, okay. try and re- repeat it. Uh, I'm going to give him the goal, even if his name's not on the score sheet, even if he just gets the assist. Small bone looked dependable. Yeah, Stevens was great playing out from the back. Walker Peters and Manning were great getting up high and uh, creating chances. But um, yeah, for an all-round performance. I think it's going to have to be Klausy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that the intelligence to think in a fraction of a second to um, set up Adams for the winning goal. Yeah, you watch it's his phenomenal. run as well. I've watched the goal a few times back and just watched it from where they are. It's going to take something like that for them to score, just a little bit of movement into the box, into the space, and to set something up. And, and, and he did that. And without yeah. him, as I say, that wouldn't have that wouldn't. Fair play to Walker Peters for spotting it as well. Exactly, yeah, yeah, he was involved as well. Um, I, I'm going to give it to uh to, to Will Smallbone. Um, I, I thought yes, I thought he looked really comfortable. Uh, he's got big shoes to fill because you know how how the Saints fans feel think of uh, well, you know how um Jurgen Klopp thinks of uh of Romeo Lavia as well. Out of the side, Smallbone comes in after you know after a, a year with Stoke. Uh. Yeah, 154 touches, second most passes, 97% passing accuracy, nine passes in the final third or into the final third, five recoveries, three ground drills, one, two key passes and tied first with blocks as well. So I think he was um, I think he was brilliant and I wasn't expecting it. 
Yeah, okay, so uh, we're on to, on to Tuesday, Kev. We've got Gillingham, uh, Carabao Cup first round. <laughs> Going the first round this year, being a, being a championship side now. Uh, and that's Tuesday, the 8th of August, and that's 7.45 kickoff at Priestfield Stadium. Last time we played Gillingham, Kev, was back in League One in May 2010, uh, and they beat us 2-1. But uh, overall, we, uh, we, we edged them 13 wins to their nine and five draws, if you're interested. But yeah, last season as well, Kev, they finished 17th in League Two. So even lower than Grimsby. And we all know what happened with Grimsby and us last year. It's a bit of an experiment, this one, isn't it? And I'm guessing that, that we're going to want to see a lot of the youngsters get, get some minutes. And I guess what I really want to know is in terms of who who do you want to see get some minutes? Are you kind of hoping that Don Ballard gets a call? Are you hoping that Sam Amiyar goes in? Do you want to see more of Teller? Do you want to see more of a Dozy? I mean, what, what, do you, what do you want? I want to see us take it seriously. I think they should, um, yeah. I think we've got enough players uh, that we can maybe, you know, leave out leave out a couple, rest them for the weekend, but still put out a ostensibly Premier League side. So you're thinking that anyone that he wants to play against Norwich are going to be sitting out for this one? I think get the job done in the first half and then yeah let let the likes of Ballard and Doyle and get him. Amo Amiyar. Amo Amiyar maybe maybe I'd start him. Yeah, I think because he he looked very positive in the preseason. You think James Bree's going to get going out there? I think I think probably James Bree will Possibly, start. Yeah, yeah, that, oh, yeah, that, that's fair enough. I'm not sure what we're going to do at left back because. Uh, if you want to keep Manning fit and healthy, have a good week of training and, and use him again against Norwich, um, then maybe it's not good to go with him from the off. But then again, again who, get, who else get, have we got? <laughs> get the job done. And, you know, it, you don't, it's not going to have a, a huge amount to do anyway. It's need to <laughs> don't, don't say it. <laughs> yeah, we walk in the park, don't worry. Grimsby, Kev. Yeah, but reminds you of that. Chris, who was manager when that happened? Wasn't Nathan Jones? Was that? No, it was Reuben Sayers. It was back. It was Sayers one. Oh, gosh, it's even worse. So we're going to see a, a makeshift. Do you think Prousey starts? God, probably not. Mm. Or I don't know. Maybe you do. Is, I don't. Do you think Martin's going to be thinking about penalties as well? No, I mean this can't go to penalties. <laughs> Sorry, this is my pessimistic side again. Um, no, we we can't. We got to go out and win the game. We got to do what you said. I think we got to go out there in the first half and get the job done, then make the changes uh, and rest up for for Saturday against Norwich. So um, do, do what Prowse did. I mean, what um, Arsenal did just to play Prowse in every game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he he can do it. That's what he, he can definitely do it. But yeah. yeah. Um. Kevin, predictions then. Um, you are up first on this one. What is the score going to be against Gillingham? Comfortable 4-0 win. I like this. Who's going to score the goals, Kevin? Where are the goals coming from? Um, 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 yeah, Browsey, Armstrong and Ballard. Which Armstrong? Both. Uh, me and Tim, actually, are, um, are going for the same. Uh, Tim That's is... Good. Tim is going for 3-0 Saints, and I already had it down as a 3-0 Saints. So, yeah, I don't think we concede. Uh, I think we are comfortable, uh, and I think we win 3-0. Saturday, the 12th of August, Norwich City. David Wagner's Norwich City are in town. St. Mary's first time game of the season. Really looking forward to it. They won today. They won 2-1 against Hull. Hull. Against Hull, yeah. Um, 
Well, we've got quite a good record against Norwich, actually. We, 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 we're pretty damn good against them. We've won four of our last five. Um, most recently, that 2-0 home win in the Premier League in February uh, 2022 was only last year. Uh, overall record, we've had 52 wins to their 41 and with, with 38 draws. Uh, big, big turnaround for them this summer. Um, they've had 12 signings um, and 11 out the door, including Tamu Puki, who I think he's gone to the MLS, isn't he, with... Uh, Minnesota. Yeah, he went to Minnesota. Yeah, Kieran Dowell's gone, Sam Byron's gone, and they brought in Shane Duffy, Jack Stacey, Ashley Barnes, of course, they've all come in. But yeah, is there anybody in this Norwich team that you're worried about, Kev? Yeah, I mean, but just that, that front pair, we've got um, Josh Sargent and Ashley Barnes. Um, yeah. yeah. That is some, some goal-scoring force, isn't it? Well, Ashley Barnes likes to goal against us, doesn't he? He's definitely had that. He's hurt us before when he was playing for Burnley, so... Um, and I, I quite like Josh Sargent. I think he's a little bit underrated as well. I, I, um, I know Tim yeah, likes yeah. him, but again, he, that's just being biased. But yeah. yeah. Um, um, Shane Duffy in defence as well. It's going to be, it's going to yeah, they've got some. They brought in some um, some experience, haven't they? Uh, Shane, mm. Shane Duffy, Jack Stacey. I wanted us to sign him. He was sort of um, free agent, wasn't he? Yeah. You want it because he's Irish. Yes, of course he did. <laughs> yeah. Um, I say they've got some they've got some speedy wingers and stuff. I know that Onel Hernandez is um he played today. Um mm. he's he's quite he, he can be quite tricky. So I'm just guessing that you know some of those wingers that they do have are not going to allow us to play such a high line as we did against Sheffield Wednesday. Um they're a lot younger than Sheffield Wednesday, of course, minus um Ashley Barnes, of course. But yeah. Um, I, I just think they, they, they can threaten us, and it, it is at home pressure for the for the players. Being at home, being uh, Russell Martin's first home game, um, it, it's I don't think it's going to be as easy as we think. And Norwich, whichever way you say it, Norwich are always a big big team in the in the, in the championship. They're always going to be up there or about Premier League team, of course, a couple of years ago. So, um, but how do you see this one going? Uh, you've got to remember who they've got in goal. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be suffering from PTSD returning to St Mary's, isn't he? I, I think Angus Gunn had a good game today, Kev. I think he had a <laughs> yeah, bloody good really. save. Yeah, but yeah, he doesn't play well at St Mary's, as we all know. Um, it's going to be going to be a lot more in, interesting and a lot more indicative of uh, our season how we perform against them. Yeah, I want to get this one over the line because there'll be two games played then, and you've got the best of the best there. That'll be, you know, how many are going to win two out of two? Um, and I, it'd just be, yeah. A good, a good, uh, a good marker. If we can go and beat Norwich at home, then you know that you're going to be one of the contenders to, to, to for promotion. Mm. Well, yeah. it should be. I just hope that we don't play as high a line as we did last night. No, I don't think they will. I, I, Russell Martin's not stupid. He knows what he's doing. Doesn't he? He's getting paid big bucks for it. But yeah, um, Kev, predictions. I think you're last on this one, aren't you? Okay. Um, Tim is going for a 1-1, um, which is what I believe he went for uh, for Sheffield Wednesday as well. Uh, maybe he's doing that for every single league game this season. Who knows? Uh, I am going for a home win, a 2-0 home win. Clean sheet, comfortable. Wow. And I'm saying we, we I'm saying we beat them. I, I think the fans are going to be incredible. There's going to be red and white everywhere. Everyone's going to be up for this. It's going to be one of the... Uh, most attended games in the last three or three or four years. I just think it's going to be there's going to be too much for Norwich. Looking at their team on paper, yes, they have got players that can punish us, but I just think that we're better than them. Uh, if, if it goes to plan, then we are better than them and we will beat them. And I think we can shut them out. And I think we win two 0 Super. I hope you're right. Yeah. 
There you go, optimism. Kevin, what are you going for? Um, I think there's going to be um, a lot more than two goals. Uh, so I'm going to side with Tim and go for a draw also, but uh, this one's going to be a two-all draw. I think we'll get that 90-plus eight-minute uh, <laughs> equaliser. <laughs> oh, the, mad. you mean we're going to be 2-1 down? Oh, OK. Yeah. Well, let's hope we can see a lot more, a lot of the ball again and um, and really give it to them. That'll be nice. Um, yeah, so uh, predictions on the Discord then. Six people uh, getting the 2-1. Uh, Coastal Elite, Tony Mears, Tim Brucker, Burke. Is that Burke one? How, how, do you, how are we pronouncing that? Is that Bacconi? I don't know. Burkone. <laughs> what is it? Is that Burke? Yeah, I don't know what it is. Is it Burke one or Bacconi? I don't know. But anyway, he did it. Uh, and not. Yeah, let us know, please. Uh, and me with the, with the maximum. Uh, so, yeah, uh, get your Gillingham and Norwich predictions in on the Discord app ASAP, please. Uh, yeah, no Super 6 this week, obviously, because it starts next week. Yeah, no fantasy football this week also, because that starts next week. So, yeah, make sure, Kevin, you get your team in. Uh, I- I'm in. My team's done. I'm very not confident again. But, yeah, there we are. Yeah, I mean, I joined that um, fantasy championship thing. No, I'm too late for that now. So. Uh, well, I don't think... No, you should never go. You get, get stuck in, because I don't think I've got many points at all. Be easy to catch up. Mm, yeah. Uh, next week, we have reports from both Gillingham and Norwich, and we'll be uh, previewing the trip to Plymouth. Uh, so, yeah, uh, until then, up the Saints. Up the Saints. Up the Saints. Up the Southampton. Podcast Network.